Don't try to figure out a plan. You can't reason with a headless man. Once upon a time, I fell in love with magic. And once upon a time, I fell in love with movies. And one day, we fell in love with each other. From family movie nights to family vacations. We believe everyone needs a bit of magic in their life. So we decided to watch through the entire Disney animated canon. And mix in some other magical movies along the way, like Harry Potter, Pixar, and some other family favorites. Each episode, we'll talk about the movies in the order they came out, and talk about what makes them so magical. Including how you can experience the movie's magic on your next vacation. And we'd love to have you along for the ride. I'm Krista. And I'm Jonathan. And this is the Magical Movie Marathon. Okay, we are back. Last package feature. I know. Can you believe it, guys? <laughs> we have made it through the package features and we are ending on a high note. I was literally just having a conversation today with someone at a coffee shop who asked about the podcast and pulled it up on his phone. He was like, I haven't heard of a lot of these. <laughs> right, right. We're, we're about to get to the ones that everyone knows and loves. Yeah. But yeah, these package features, they, they've been a roller coaster. They, they've been an adventure, but here we are to talk about the adventures of Ichabod and Mr. Toad. So good. <laughs> So good. Yeah. So before we get into our personal histories with this movie and, and why we like it so much, mm -hmm. how about some trivia? How about it? Okay. All right. So the original title for the film was going to be Two Fabulous Characters. I am so glad they changed that. That is not a great title. I mean, it is Two Fabulous Characters. It is, but, but let's, let's yeah. so do something more catchy. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not sure The Adventures of Ichabod and Mr. Toad is necessarily more catchy. Not but necessarily more catchy, but it's just a better title. It is a better title, yes. So Washington Irving, the author of The Legend of Sleepy Hollow, is actually buried in Sleepy Hollow Cemetery. What do you know? The Headless Horseman is often considered one of the scariest villains in the Disney animated canon. Apparently, Disney still gets contacted by parents complaining the character is frightening their children. <laughs> what? <laughs> so Y'all, get a life. I'm sorry. Yeah. Do you want to know what some of the other scary villains are they still get written about? I do. The Firebird in Fantasia 2000. Okay. The Horned King in the Black Cauldron. Okay. And we talked about this, Chernabog oh. in the original mm -hmm. Fantasia. We did. Yeah, yeah. He's a little creepy, but also, guys, like... They're villains. They're villains. <laughs> yeah, they're okay? supposed to be scary. So. Bless. <laughs> anyway, so in the opening scene of the movie, narrator Basil Rathbone mentions the characters of King Arthur, mm -hmm. Robin Hood, mm -hmm. Oliver Twist, Becky Sharp, and Sherlock Holmes. Well, Disney would eventually make movies inspired by all of those characters Except Becky Sharp, because Vanity Fair is not really a very kid-appropriate no. book. Mm -hmm. But but otherwise, I thought that was kind of a cool little It took me a second. Thing. I was like, what about what Sherlock Holmes? And I was like, the yeah, great the great mouse, mouse detective. detective. Duh. Yeah. Yes. So actually, while we're on that note, Basil Rathbone was famous for playing Sherlock Holmes in 14 movies. Mm. And 
water rat's costume in the Mr. Toad segment was designed to resemble his costume from the Sherlock Holmes movies he starred in. Yeah, and it would also inspire another costume, Basil in The Great Great Mouse Mouse Detective. Detective. Yeah, so there you go. A lot of tie-ins there. All right. And then, are you ready for the most shocking trivia piece I found? Sure. We never actually see Mr. Toad drive a motor car in the film. We only hear about it. I guess that's true. (laughs) We, yeah, yeah. There's not an actual scene of. We see him like on the cart, and we see him in the with the plane. plane. But we only hear the description of what happened in the car during the trial. That's true. Yeah, but you know we'll, we'll get to it. There's still a ride that we're able to oh, experience yeah. with him. Oh yeah. And now a history lesson. Hooray! So for our history here, we're gonna go way back to 1820 for a second. All right. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. So 1820, American author Washington Irving published his book. The Legend of Sleepy Hollow. Mm -hmm. The book proved successful not only in America, but in Europe, too. At the time, European readers looked down on American writers, and British readers were so surprised by the quality of the book, they actually questioned whether Irving was an actual American. That is funny. I'm sure you love that, being a literature nerd. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there was no way I was not going to include that fact Y'all, in the history. Who majors in English literature? <laughs> this guy. And other people, not just me. No, but you you do love you some literature. I do. I do. Now let's flip over to The Wind in the Willows, mm-hmm. which you've read. I've not. I love this book so much. Yeah. So it was published in 1908 by author Kenneth Graham, mm-hmm. who apparently modeled Mr. Toad after his own son, Alistair Graham. It was his <laughs> only novel, and he spent most of his life working for the Bank of England. That's funny. Yeah, so apparently his uh, son was quite rambunctious. (laughs) That makes me love it more. The book is so charming. Yeah. Okay, this almost feels like trivia, but I promise it's still history. But you're going to love this bit. All right. So The Wind in the Willows was very popular in England, Mm -hmm. of course. I mean, it's an English book. Sure. It was even adapted into a stage play called Toad of Toad Hall, which was written by A. A. Milne. No way! Yes. Yes, the creator of Winnie the Pooh. Also love those books and can't wait to get to that movie. Yeah, yeah, we're going to get there. So uh, anyway, I was amazed by that little bit of history. so fun. Yeah. What a treasure. (laughs) What a treasure. So kind of like we've seen with, you know, a lot of the other package features, Disney originally intended The Wind in the Willows to be its own standalone full feature film. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, It was originally pitched to Walt Disney as a movie back in 1938, and Disney secured the film rights for the movie that following year. Production on Wind in the Willows began in early 1941, but of course, guess what? It was put on hold that fall because World War II. Yeah, that whole thing. 
that we've talked about mm-hmm. a bunch. With all, a lot of these package features. Yeah. And so production wouldn't pick up again on the movie until 1945 when the war, war was, was over. over. Got it. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, work on The Legend of Sleepy Hollow, that segment, didn't start until December of 1946, so it moved along quite a bit faster okay. in its development. Yeah. The two narrators that we hear, Basil Rathbone and Bean Crosby, were specifically cast to increase the audience appeal. Crosby, of course, um, you know, most people know him as a famous singer. Sure. You know, most of us know White Christmas and are forced to watch White Christmas every year. You love it. And, you know, he's an Oscar-winning actor, so, of course, that was going to help the box office appeal. And then, as we already mentioned in the trivia, Basil Rathbone was famous on the other side Mm -hmm. of the Atlantic for all the Sherlock Holmes movies. What's interesting is this is the only animated film to receive a Golden Globe Award for Best Color Cinematography. Interesting. Yeah, you don't see cinematography awards given to animated movies. No, that's very interesting. Yeah, it has a very distinctive honor for that. And then I couldn't find a ton on whether it was actually considered a success when it came out. But both segments were later re-released in some form or fashion. And of the package features, I'd bet it's probably one of the most widely seen. I think so. Yeah. Now, part of that's probably personal bias because this was one of the few package features. Really, I think the only one that we had seen all the way through mm-hmm. um, before we started this journey. One of the only ones I had seen. Um, Fun and Fancy Free. Fun and Fancy Free. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, so let's get into the personal history a little bit. When did you first see Ichabod, or The Adventures of Ichabod and Mr. Toad? I can't remember an exact time. Like, I've always known this story. I'm sure that I watched it as a little girl. I didn't read the book. I didn't realize that The Wind in the Willows was a book until... A few years ago and, you know, a couple of years ago, I decided to read it with Kai, um, knowing that we I wanted to introduce him to that movie around Halloween. Mm-hmm. And it's such a charming book. We like laughed our heads off throughout reading it. But I don't remember like an exact like moment sitting down and watching it. OK, gotcha. I just I, I mean, I remember seeing it. I just don't exactly remember when. Yeah, it just fits in there yeah. somewhere. Somewhere in my, you know, childhood. Yeah. So the first time I had watched it all the way through was really just a few years ago when we made it part of our Halloween rotation for our Halloween family movie You're welcome. Yeah, I had never... That was my idea. Yeah, I had never seen the whole movie before that. Now, I do remember as a kid seeing the... So the song about the Headless Horseman that Brom Bones sings. That was part of a Disney Mm sing-along video that would play during lunchtime at my elementary school, which I've kind of talked about before. So that was one of those segments that I had probably seen a thousand times. But you had never seen the movie. But I'd never seen the full movie. Okay, all right. So, you know, yeah, until a few years ago, the Mr. Toad storyline, like I knew nothing Mm -hmm. about that, but... Uh, but yeah, so I think we have to get into then where does this rank for us as in terms of our affection for the movie? Well, you know, I love it. That's right. I mean, <laughs> you know, obviously, if you listen to the premiere, part of the reason we're doing this is because we have a regular family moving movie night. That's right. we had. a. That's just something we've we've done for a long time. But, you know, I'm a little bit extra 
and I <laughs> love holidays. And so anything that I can do to like incorporate themed food and other things <laughs> I will do. And so uh, about two or three years ago, I decided like we should do Halloween themed movie nights in October. in October. Yeah, spooky season. Yeah, spooky season. And so um, I suggested this one, and yeah, Jonathan had never seen. It. I was like, "What? You've never like this is a classic." And so <laughs> I have loved this one for a really long time. Um, I just think the stories are both like super fun. I love, love, love Mr. Toad, and I think I have a special place in my heart for him because of the park connections, mm -hmm. so. Yeah, and you you kind of almost forget that this one is a package feature because the stories, oddly enough, do kind of work together better than a lot of the other yeah. package features. you wouldn't features. think so because you're like, what does Mr. Toad have to do with Ichabod Crane? Right. But they do, but it, but they do, like, somehow it works. Yeah, somehow it works. Whereas, Can't like, quite put your a lot of, it. you know, kind of what we've mentioned in some of these other package features is, like, it's all over the place. Yeah, they and, feel like, there's no together. theme. You know, and that just, that's not so with this. And they're just fun stories. Yeah. Yeah, I think we've all agreed this is the best. It's the best of package, the package feature, features. Mm -hmm. Um and it, it really does hold up well all yeah. these years later yeah. uh, as a movie. It's it's just well done yeah. overall. And we do. It, we watch it every year for Halloween. Yep, sure do. And honestly, I think we've watched it even outside of that a couple of times. We have. So, we get but, a you know, sometimes we get a hankering to watch it but yeah but it's definitely a spooky season type yeah of it's a movie. must lights camera action, action. <laughs> we're we're heading into this discussion with laughs happening already so hopefully that's a good sign right we have a... We do. We have a Motley crew in here because... A, a very mobile member yes. of the family. When we now. started this podcast, our son was about six, six months, months old. Yeah, first couple episodes. He yeah. is now... A year old. A year old and very mobile. And so recording these... Is getting is getting a little, a bit more little tougher. So you will probably hear lots of background noise and fiddling of things and a yeah. mom chasing a little one. Yeah. Think of it as background music. But that's okay, because uh, speaking of chasing, that's very much on theme it for is. this movie. We have a couple of different chases happening yeah. here. So let's start off talking about our favorite parts of the adventures of Ichabod and Mr. Toad. Since this is a, you know, our last package feature, yeah. and it's a two-part Two-parter, right? Uh -huh. um, you know, it's okay if we want to pick a favorite part for each half, if yeah. you want to. Well, so, I, ha I have to. Okay, so Krista, over to you. Oh, man. First of all, I love Mr. Toad so very much. It is wonderful. Such a fun story. Um, as a homeschool family, we also read this book, Kai and I did, and... I love that this movie does the book justice. It's just the book is so funny, too. Um, I think my favorite scene is definitely when Mr. Toad escapes. Mm -hmm. I just that whole chase scene. But I, I just I lose it with the scene where they finally get back into Toad Hall. 
Mm, yeah. All the weasels, like, mole and, and all of them Winky. together. Like, I, just, I love it so yeah. much. So that's my favorite scene in Mr. Toad. In Ichabod, I really, I really love the headless horseman scene. Sure. It, it's just. It's so good. Yeah, it's iconic. It's iconic. <laughs> Kai, Kai, how about you? Favorite parts? My favorite part was when they were all running from the weasels. And who? who's your favorite character? Um, Toad. Mr. Toad. Mr. Why? Toad. Why is he your favorite? Number one, I, I feel like I like crashing a lot. <laughs> you yeah. do have that yes. vibe. And number two, I want to drive something someday, especially the car. Oh, one day. Yeah. One day. I will crash it. Lord, I hope, please I hope, hope you can please, keep that promise. <laughs> yes. Please, let's, let's keep it in one piece and you in one piece. Yeah, more importantly. Yeah. <laughs> but you like how Mr. Toad is very adventurous, yes? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yes. What's your favorite so, part of Ichabod? Favorite part of Ichabod? Mm -hmm. um, the chase when that happened. Which chase? The with headless. Ichabod. Yeah. With headless horseman? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, what about you, Jonathan? I mean, you kind of stole my thunder for Mr. Toad because oh, the fight at Toad Hall is its, so it's just the best part. I love the details. I love when Mr. Toad folds all the paper airplanes <laughs> and they're flying all over the place and they're trying to figure out which one is actually the deed to yes. Toad Hall. Like, it's such a wonderful part of the whole movie. And then, you know, it's really hard with Sleepy Hollow not to pick the Headless Horseman scene yeah. because it is just such a standout. But I, I will also say I love just the running theme of Ichabod Crane's foodie vibes. I was going to say like, that, too. I love that he totally is about, like, let us let me make notes of who has the best food yeah. in the village. And plus, because he's just, like... Super tall and skinny and, skinny and lanky. And lanky. Right. Yeah. So I do like that kind of running joke yeah. through that part of the movie. Yeah. So is there anything here that surprises us or we don't like as much? Anything for this movie? How could there be? <laughs> right. No, I have... It's a good point. I Favorite package feature. Yeah. It's so good. This is one we've watched... We always watch around like Halloween time. For right. For sure. Definitely. But it's just... Great. Like, there's nothing that, like, surprises me. It's just, like, the stories are just so fun. Yeah. No. Both of them. Agreed. Anything watching at this time, since this is one that we have watched multiple times before, unlike some of the other package features, is there anything you noticed this time that you haven't noticed before? Yeah. Yeah. You want to come see me? Yeah. Okay. okay. We're okay. passing a baby around. And Sleepy Hollow... I don't know how I didn't catch this before, but, like, when he does go across the bridge and he is already, you know, kind of in his mind, like, what about this headless horseman? Like, he's uh -huh. he's kind of already anxious about it. Like, when he is, like, hearing all the sounds, the reeds and things like that, like, the croak of the of the toads are going Ichabod. They're saying his Ichabod. name. Ichabod. Yeah. And I had never noticed that before, but I was like, oh yeah, yeah. they are saying Ichabod. Ichabod. Yes. Ichabod. Yep. Yeah. Ichabod. Exactly. Yeah, it's a fun detail. Yeah. Kai, how about you? Anything new you noticed this time that, that you did before? on the doors, uh, on the door handles on Mr. Toad's Mansion, there's the letter M-T. 
Mr. Toad. Oh, oh I didn't notice I that detail. I don't think I noticed that either. That's a good nice. catch. I like that. Anything you notice? I mean, nothing really new, but I think it's always worth noting that Brom Bones definitely has Gaston vibes. I was going to say and that. And I, I didn't include this in our trivia section, but the one of the Disney animators on Beauty and the Beast did later admit, <laughs> yes, I modeled parts of Gaston uh -huh. off of Brom Bones. He 100% so. has those vibes. Yeah. Yeah. So always have to throw that yep. in there, even though it wasn't something new that I noticed right. per se. Um, okay, let's get into our questions. Yay! I've got one question per segment for this movie. So uh -huh. we're starting off with Mr. Toad. Okay. I guess mom. So, <laughs> okay. Hey, no spoiler alerts. No spoilers. No spoiler alerts. Okay. So here is the question. We, we know that Mr. Toad loves himself a fast moving vehicle, right? Yeah. So what ride at Disney or a Disney park, I should say. Yeah. So it could be Disneyland or Disney yeah. World. Mm -hmm. Either one. Now we know that he has his own ride, and we we'll do. talk we'll about that, that later. But yeah. which ride do you think would be his favorite to ride on? So I have a couple here, and I had to do oh. per park. Okay, oh. fair enough. Okay, oh. I just, I couldn't just do, do one. So at Disneyland, other than his own ride, Mr. Toad's Wild Ride, which we'll talk about in the park connections, I am going to say that his favorite ride would be... Big Thunder Mountain. Knew it! Big Thunder Mountain. Okay, why? I have to know what your reasoning okay, is. Okay, so Big Thunder Mountain is at Disney World too, but Disneyland's version is a little bit different. Yeah. And I just think that he would love how, like, there's, like, all these, like, explosives that mm. happen, oh. and it's bumpy, and it's a little zany. Like, it's just... You know, you you take off and it's the wildest ride in the wilderness. That's you know what true. I mean? So it does have the word wild. It in does. It. Yeah. And so I would say Big Thunder Mountain, Disneyland version. Okay. And then moving over to Disney World, I struggled with this because at first I was gonna say Seven Dwarfs Mine Train. But too smooth. But then I decided, no, no. I think he would really love to go to the world of Xandar, and I think he would love Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I think he would love that one. I can totally it's see that. surprising. It's super fun. Yeah, just a lot going okay. on, and he would totally want that ship afterwards. For yes. sure. You're taking it. Hi, how about you? What would be Mr. Toad's favorite ride? I think at Disneyland, Mr. Toad's favorite ride is Indiana Jones. Oh, nice. he would like that yes. one. Yes, why yeah. did you choose that? Because all the bumpy turns and oh, everything. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah, it definitely makes you feel <laughs> totally. like it's funny. <laughs> <laughs> um, and also, like, how crazy it is. I think he would like that, and that boulder almost falls on you. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. a good pick. That's I hadn't really thought good about. Pick. I and hadn't for, thought about that. And for um Disney World, you know how he likes trains so much. I chose Expedition Everest. Oh. Good one. He, yeah. I think he would enjoy that one. That's quite an adventure because you are going up a mountain, and that yeah. seems like something Toad might want to do. Yeah. Yeah. That's no, a good one. That is go, really both good. good picks, Kai Kai. Yeah. Man, I feel like I'm really underperforming here because <laughs> my I only picked one answer. I, I didn't go with the multiple park approach. Okay. Uh, and I also picked Cosmic Rewind just because uh, it's so 
Like it's surprising. There's so much going on it's in it. Surprising. I think he would love like all the moves and all the yep. turns. So that was the one that I that I went with. Yeah. So Cosmic Rewind over at Epcot is yes. my pick for him. Yes. Now for our next question, which is going to be about the Sleepy Hollow segment. Yay! Okay, this one's going to be a little <laughs> bit different than our typical question because I'm going to have some multiple choice. We've never really done that before. Right. Okay, so there's different theories about the Headless Horseman in that sequence. What do you think about the Headless Horseman? Is he... Oh, I know, it's so tough. <laughs> so, <laughs> Headless Horseman, is he A, a real, actual ghost? B, is he Brom Bones in disguise? Or C, is he a figment of Ichabod Crane's imagination and he just imagines the whole thing? I know, I knew my answer straight away. Okay, yes. it is. He's an actual ghost. Yes! <laughs> 100%. Headless Horseman is an actual ghost. He okay. has to be. Yeah, I think I think he's an actual ghost. So, Kai, it sounds like you're in agreement Definitely. with A. No, yeah. yes, because it can't be a figment of his imagination. How could his imagination kill him or make him disappear? He, well, he, well he we don't think that he we don't think he dies. Right. We just think he moves out of sleep. And he, he imagines that the frogs are saying his name, right. and he imagines yeah. that the sound of hooves before it's. The horse shows up, so it is a it's good a theory. It's a totally plausible theory, but I just, I do think that the Headless Horseman is a real ghost. Yeah. yeah. So, okay, so here's the deal. I do agree with you both that mm -hmm. the Headless Horseman is a real ghost, but I believe there's also a little bit of legitimacy to the other theories. So, I, so my answer is that he's a real ghost who has been summoned by Braun Bones telling the story about him mm. and by Ichabod's fear. So, like, the combination of the storytelling mm. and Ichabod's fear summons the yeah. real ghost. I, I think that's cheating that you get all three Well, answers. I don't... Well, no, because I still agree with A. Mm -hmm. I just think there's elements of the other two answers that also come into the play. The other two are totally plausible, but he is a real <laughs> ghost, and I don't think Braun Bones has anything to do with it. I think it just... Ichabod was in he the right place. He summons the spirit by no, telling the No, I think the, the spirit is there. It's just Ichabod was in the right place at the right time. <laughs> he has to be. I'm going to put a poll. I'm going to put a poll up on um, my Facebook page, and we're going to see who wins. Y'all yeah, so have to come and vote go. on your theory. Apparently, we're all believers over here in real ghosts. <laughs> so Ghosts. I mean, but. you see them in Haunted Mansion. Duh. Yeah. Well, that's like, true. Come on. That, that's a fair statement. H O S. T-G-H-O-S. What is okay, this Okay, we're, we're chanting ghosts, ghosts over here. Oh, well, I, I know. That, yeah. But, but where does this chant come from? Headless Horseman. Okay. Oh, okay. And, you know, we'll, we will talk about this here in a minute, but there may be a way that you can see that Headless Shh, don't Horseman ghost. spoil it. <laughs> I'm going to talk about it in the Park Connections, right. and it's one of my favorite All things. Right. So, yeah. So, let's, we'll get there. Let's go to the parks. All right, we kind of teased this a little bit already. A lot of it. A lot of it. 
So just so excited yeah, about it because yeah. it's some of our favorite things. Yeah. So let's just dive right into it. Uh, how can people experience the adventures yes. for themselves? Okay. So <laughs> let's just let's just get right to the star of the show. All right, and that is at Disneyland Resort in Anaheim, California. You have Mr. Toad's Wild Ride. Oh, I love it so much. This is where I think I have a lot of affection for this movie is because, you know, I grew up going to the parks, to both parks. And so I remember riding, you know, Mr. Toad's Wild Ride several times at Disneyland. And so it's just so fun. Um, I, I love Fantasyland and Disneyland and Mr. Toad's Wild Ride is a staple in that area. Yeah. And it's just... It's just so great. You just, you feel like you're in Toad Hall when you're riding it. And it's right. just so fun. It's also an any height ride. So like our little MJ <laughs> wrote it and he was so funny riding through that. Yeah. Yeah. I was, he was with me on that ride. Yeah. He just kind of like looked around like there's a lot going on in the world are we doing dad? Yeah. Like, what like, did you get me into? Yes. So like, it's not a thrill ride guys, but it's just, it's so cute. And you are in a motor car. Yeah. So it's just super fun. You have to ride Mr. Toad's wild ride at Disneyland. It's just a must. For Don't sure. skip it. Um, and then also at Disneyland, we have got to talk about Oogie Boogie Bash. Yep. If you listened to our Nightmare Before Christmas episode, then you heard me reference a lot of Oogie Boogie Bash, obviously. Um, but the reason I'm bringing this up here is because during Oogie Boogie Bash, there is a parade. And what kicks off the parade is not only the Headless Horseman. Yes, he does ride through. But Ichabod Crane himself comes out. Yeah. And I love it so much because all of a sudden, like, you know, the parade is about to start and the lights dim and then you hear the announcer come on and you hear like the wind start blowing and it's talks about the legend of Sleepy Hollow. And like, I just love it. It's such a great way to like kick off the parade. And so you see Ichabod come through as they're talking about the legend of Sleepy Hollow and kind of narrating that a little bit. And then you hear the clip clopping of the horse and I do not know how they do this, but the headless horseman holding the pumpkin head, y'all, it is insane. And it is one of my favorite parts of all the Halloween festivities. So the fact that you get to see both Ichabod and the headless horseman at Oogie Boogie Bash is just fantastic. Yeah. I mean, you say you don't know how they do it, but you just told everyone that he's a real ghost. He is so, a real ghost. You know. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> so just beware. The real ghost does come through. So yes. Um, and then moving over to Walt Disney world in Orlando, 
You also see the Headless Horseman at Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party. Now, Ichabod does not come through at Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party. That is only at Oogie Boogie Bash. But he also kicks off the Boo to You Parade, which is such a fun parade. And if you've ever been, I know you're singing the Boo to You song right now. Um, but he does kick off the parade, too, and comes riding through down Main Street, and it's so great. And then also at Disney World, there is a Sleepy Hollow restaurant in Magic Kingdom. It is right by Cinderella's Castle in Liberty Square. Perfect spot for it. It's a quick service restaurant. You can mobile order or walk up, but they have things like the fruit waffle sandwich and chicken and waffles and funnel cakes and all kinds of goodness. So definitely stop in and visit Sleepy Hollow Restaurant while you're there. And then I have to give a mention over at Disneyland Paris. They actually have a Toad Hall restaurant there and we're yeah. going to need to go. Yeah, I was going to say, if we didn't already want to go to Disneyland Paris, Which like if we that do. wasn't already on our list, then this would bump it up the list for sure. Yeah, yeah. So, so just FYI, I can book you at Disneyland Paris. I can't do all the international parks, but I can do Disneyland Paris. Just a little side note if you're visiting. Time for a pro tip. Hey! One of the most common questions I get about Walt Disney World is which of the parks should we go to? Which ones should we visit and make a priority? My answer every time is all of them. You need to visit all four parks. There's been so many times where I've shared a picture of our family doing something and people say like, how did you meet that character? Or, Hey, where is that? I, that doesn't seem familiar to me. Or where'd you ride that ride? And I'll tell them and nine times out of 10, they're like, Oh yeah, well we skipped that park. Here's the deal. There is something for everyone. And I mean, everyone at all four parks. One of the most magical things about Disney is the parks are always changing. So there's always something new to experience, no matter how many times you go, no matter what time of the year you are planning your trip. So this is why I always encourage you to do a minimum of four days so that you can visit all four parks. Otherwise, you'll end up feeling like a poor, unfortunate soul. It's sad, but true. Well, hope you didn't lose your head during our wild ride today. But congratulations, we've made it through the package features. <laughs> Which means next time we're going to finally meet our second Disney princess, Cinderella. See you once upon another time. Magical Movie Marathon is a production of Wardrobe Media in partnership with Spoonful of Jordan. It is produced, edited, and hosted by Krista and Jonathan Jordan. Krista is an authorized travel agent for Share the Magic Travel, LLC. You can contact her through the link in our show notes or by visiting spoonfulofjordan.com slash travel. Jonathan is married to her. Magical Movie Marathon Podcast is not affiliated, sponsored, or endorsed by the Walt Disney Corporation or its subsidiaries, nor NBC Universal or its subsidiaries, nor Warner Brothers or its subsidiaries. The views expressed are solely those of the hosts and do not reflect the opinions, standards, views, or policies of the aforementioned corporations or their subsidiaries. Any mention of Disney, NBC Universal, or Warner Brothers properties, intellectual and otherwise, is strictly for informational and educational purposes only.